You may have played poker, but playing poker in Texas is a different animal. This is the Texas Poker Podcast with Tyler and Clint. Hello, this is the Texas Poker Podcast. I'm Tyler. This is Clint. What's up, y'all? We are back with an episode in between Christmas and New Year's. Yeah, so... So this will come out this Thursday, right, Tyler? Oh, yeah. We're recording at 1 in the morning. Well, okay. <laughs> well, hope everybody had a Merry Christmas then. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> I don't know why that, that would ever matter. Like, you could not go back in time and release this before Christmas. <laughs> so that what I ask makes no goddamn sense. But well, this, uh... <laughs> this is where we're at. We're recording at 1.30 in the morning on a Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny I didn't even think about that until you brought that point up <laughs> yeah was, uh, okay but every I hope everybody had a Merry Christmas Happy Holidays and a Happy New Year in advance <laughs> well we actually got some poker going this week a little bit huh yeah it's a uh, you know I've got actually quite a bit of content I was uh, going over the stuff and I've got got a lot of stuff and then I figure the podcast after this We'll kind of go over the years in, like how we did, like on our goals and make new goals and everything. So we got quite a bit of content coming up, I believe. Yeah. Spoiler for next episode, I'll be quitting poker. That'll be my goal. So, <laughs> Spoiler for last year. That was kind of the same, same goal. <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah. So, I mean, I had some interesting, uh, well, this was a PLO disaster for me. Okay. Um, I went and we were playing the, not even round of beats, the reverse button, right? Okay. One hand only. So we're playing, um, let's see. So we first start off, I'm playing Hold'em. Things are going well. Well enough. I'm at least up maybe like 100 bucks. Then we start playing PLO, the like the first big PLO hand I get. It's like suited ace-king, uh Six eight or something like that. Is a ace? Yeah, the ace, or the yeah. ace and king are suited yes, together. Yes. Well, no, 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 not like the ace with the king. The like ace of spades, six of spades, uh, eight of spades, king of spades. Oh, okay. So they double spades twice, but you know, uh, what I'm saying. yeah, you you were double suited. Yes. Okay, I gotcha. So I was thinking, well, this is a good hand to play. I like this. Um. Then, so let's so we see the flop a million ways as per usual. Okay. Um, flop the stone cold nuts. So was it the nut flush? Um, sorry, nut straight. Nut straight. So with ace king, I assume. Nope. <laughs> with eight six. Yes. Okay, so we're looking at five seven nine. Yes. Okay. Pretty good flop for me, I would think. Right. That's a great flop for you. Do you have any? Do you have any backdoor flushes? Yep. Both. Um. Only one. Okay. So I'm like, well, this is perfect scenario. I bet. I didn't bet pot because I since we've been studying, I was not just pot pot potting it. Right. But there was a flush draw out there, not mine. Okay. So I have the backdoor flush draw, the nuts currently. Um, I bet get raised gigantic, so I get potted behind. Okay. Um, comes back to me. Everyone folds. Crazy action player who's a high stakes PLO player 
sitting there like he has like 2,000 in a stack just playing, I mean, constantly three-betting me all night. So is your pot all in here? If I repot it, yes. Okay, I think that's – is that where you're going with it? That's what I did. I was going to okay. see what you thought about it. I mean, Oh, no, 100%. I think like well, if you can get it all in with the nuts right there, I think that's definitely what you got to do. Okay, well, that's good to hear. I mean, I got it all in for like a little bit over 500. Um, first card on the turn, board pairs, uh, he boats, and I lose. But I was just happy to hear that that was what you would do, is repot it there. Oh, I think it's uh, – yeah, I think it would be hard to argue to, to do anything else there. Uh, once you bet and he – once you bet and get raised and you can get it all in right there, I think that's – yeah, I think that's just guaranteed. You want to you wanna go ahead and, you know, charge him for any equity that he might have. Here's a question that might kind of put you on the spot. But so whenever I was against him, there was a flush draw out there, but he had a set. Who would have more equity if he had a flush draw with his set, or would it be pretty even? Let me see. A flush draw with his set. I think okay. thought we did the math where it was almost even, right? So we're like... Nine, we're outs, just... nine outs would be 36, and then he would have at least... Probably at least... Five, six more, maybe fifty. I think he's actually going to be ahead. That's okay. Because remember, remember we talked about this a few weeks ago, where I was in the same spot where I flopped the nuts, um, and the guy. Well, actually, I turned the nuts, and the guy had a flush draw plus a, a set, and I got felted on the river. But I will say this: like, even if he has that, and you have the nut straight, he might be ahead. But it's still right to pot it and get it all in. Okay, yeah, I was just curious because, um, well, I was just thinking about that after the hand. I mean, he didn't have a flush draw to go with it. He just had a set, but I just thought yeah. it was interesting. Because, I mean, you're still going to have so much dead money from all the pre-flop players, from, all, from your original bet and from his and then from his pot. That I mean, you're getting you're getting enough pot odds that even even if it was like sixty forty and you're forty percent, it's still you still have enough equity that it's a good call or a good a, a good all in. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that's what happened the first big hand. Um, then the next hand, this one was kind of uh, kind of tough. So I have Ace King Queen. And you remember what your other card was? Um, I think like a 10. Okay. Really good hand. That's what I thought. Um, but I do misplay this hand. Is it single suited or double suited? I believe it's single suited to the king. Okay. Um, but basically what happens, we see this flop three ways. I flop, uh, like, what would be like, is that a mirror whenever it's ace, king, queen? Yeah. So I flop a mirror, mirror. And I just, so basically what happens, I have about 250 in my stack, right? Right. Are you betting this if you raise preflop? Because I raise this hand preflop. You have a 10? Yep. Uh, yeah, I do bet this. Okay. So I bet it. It goes 
pot, no, yeah, pot call back to me, and it's over half my stack. So basically, I'm all interfolding here. But it already went pot call, no flush draws on board. If there's no flush draws on board, this is just a straight every time. So what this is going to be, I believe, is just a math problem of... There's no flush draws? Mm -mm. This is going to be problematic, because if this is a pot and just a call... This could be a straight versus like... And this other person obviously has some of your outs. So you have... At the okay, let's let's just say you have six outs, which I don't think you ever do in this situation. Let's say you're six, tw- uh, six, twelve, eighteen, twenty-four. So you're like twenty-four percent. Yep, yep. You're. I mean, you're just killing it. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, it's it it all it. Really, just matters how much money you're getting, like when you call this. But I mean, the problem being is I don't think you ever have all true of your all of your six outs. So I mean, like, I think you should actually do this like by four or five outs. Shit, I think it's just a fold. I mean, I'll tell you what, man. I mean, you're just all on it. I mean, so I call and <laughs> no, no, sorry. So I go all in. I repot it. That's another way to go with it. Yeah. Well, I made the mistake of thinking I had nine outs instead of six because I didn't count the cards in my hand because I don't know. And, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm literally looking at the outs in my hand. Um, and just like you said, um, I was up against a straight, the nut straight. Um, the other, so he has the nut straight with the jack ten. The other guy has basically like top and bottom pair with a jack too. So, and then I had three pair and it was just, I mean, then when I actually ran the math with all the cards in play, my equity was so much lower than we even just said, which was already so low. Yeah. So it was a complete disaster. Uh, Lost my 200 bucks and was sad. I mean, I do like your bet on the flop because it does... It does put people in a dilemma if no one actually does have Jack Ten there. Uh, I, I do, I do like that bet, but I mean, like, like a fifty, like a half pot bet. But the thing is, when someone pots it there, especially with no flush draw, I mean, oh yeah, that's not. Shit, I mean, what I mean, are we they just have for? got Jack Ten every time because shit, you're blocking. You know, you're blocking top sets. So, well, here is my problem that really threw me off. Is like I was like, well, I'm not gonna win this that often, but if I can go all in and get call called, I'd be getting way better odds on my money. And I thought I had more equity than I did. I mean, I know it's it's far fetched because afterward, but this was the thought in the exact moment. Right. Right. Obviously, it's not correct. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll, we've all had <laughs> yeah. incorrect thoughts in the moment. So, but I'm saying like that's how I got there because at yeah. first I was thinking it was a fold, and then I was like, well, if I go all in for 250, and I get call called, all of a sudden I'm getting, you know, doubling or tripling my money here. Right. But my, I mean, like you said, you calculate your outs, but they obviously have some of your outs. Yeah, it's uh, especially when that one guy just cold calls and doesn't like repot. Because most people with you know these uh, the nut straight, if they both have nut straight, 
then you know it's gonna go pot and then repot and not pot and then call. So I mean, when he just calls and there's no flush draw, I mean, gotta have like two pair or something or which he did, yeah, yeah, something like that, or like you know pair with a jack or ten, like that, something that has a like, you know straight potential. Yep, uh, yep. But so, I mean, well, at least with any jack, you would have chopped. I mean, so. that's super optimistic, but yeah, I mean, that is good. I mean, that, well, you had that extra 10, I mean, you know, we got, we got to take what we could get, man. Yeah, I mean, I like, I love the attitude, but uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know. In hindsight, it was a complete, I mean, complete disaster, utter disaster. But um, the first hand was good, I thought. <laughs> so Yeah, I did like that first hand. Uh. So well, I tell you what, not a great, not a great uh, week for you. If uh, <laughs> those are the hands we're going over, is two PLO, not one just getting unlucky and one blunder. <laughs> yeah, I mean, definitely not great. Super short session too. Well, that's, that's PLO will make those short <laughs> sessions short. Uh, so I guess from mine is ended up doing. So we, I just had that really good run in the Texas Card House main event. Uh, all about tournament. Like, I'm still a mainly cash game tournament uh, player, but I tell you what, that fires you up to do a tournament. I mean, don't see how it couldn't. Uh, so champions, who's I would say my favorite poker room at this point, is a uh, ends up uh, doing a one hundred fifty thousand dollar guarantee. I forget how much it was. It was like I think three hundred and sixty or something. Oh, I was thinking it was a different tournament. I thought you played a lower stakes tournament, like a seventy-five dollar tournament. So we're talking about this is even before that. I haven't done a like a low stakes tournament in a long time. This is uh, the one hundred fifty thousand guarantee that was. Oh, that's right. That's right. You ended up okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah. this might seem low stakes because I just did the main <laughs> event at Texas Card House. Maybe that's what you're thinking. No, 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 no. I was. I don't want to spoil anything. Okay, I, I, I'm back on board. I know. Are you just talking, thinking about the action that you had on me? No, I, I thought. Didn't you end up profiting seventy five dollars in this tournament? What tournament did you profit seventy five dollars in? Because remember, I told you. Like, I mean, just... like a fucking like free roll at a bar. <laughs> no, because I told you I was like, I told you to send me seven dollars and fifty cents because you know I'd have ten percent action. Remember, I just said that to you this week. Oh, the you were thinking the Empire Tournament. That's what it was. That's a low stakes one that you played. That's the one I thought you that were talking about. That was a low stakes one. You are, you're correct. I completely forgot about that. I went to play cash. Had no desire to do the tournament. It was taking forever to get on the cash table, so I ended up doing that tournament. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, because this is, this is the tournament I thought you were talking about. I didn't even know that you went to Champions to play this one. Are you fucking with <laughs> me right now? I mean, you had action. You were watching... Okay, well, I, I don't, I, I don't know what's going on here. Uh, so I go, so one hundred fifty thousand dollar guarantee. Like I think it was a three sixty five buy in. Uh, so I go, and I, I was like pretty fired up to do it, and then I decided against it. And the last minute, I decided to go in on a Friday and give take a shot at it. So get in there and. As most decent, like I kind of get onto a table that there's actually some pretty good players and get moved almost immediately. So I was pretty happy. Uh, as like I say, it's everything's going smoothly. Champions does a great job of running their stuff. Uh, I get into a very fickle spot very 
early in this tournament where I'm like, oh, shit. So there's three limps to me, and I'm on the button. It's 2-4-4 four, four for the blinds. I make it 2500 with pocket jacks. The big blind, three bets to 8000 I call. Mm, this is fairly early. I think we have probably about 30000 in the stack. So this is kind of a weird, already weird sizing where I'm like, this is not, this is going to get very weird for me on a lot yeah. of flops. Uh, but there was a lot of three betting and stuff. I think Jax is a little, the Jax is just a little too, uh, a little too strong to fold to a three bet. So the flop is six, three, four. He jams. This is going to be tough. I don't love the spot here, but like once you're here, I mean, you, you definitely don't you don't definitely don't play pocket jacks to get a six three four flop and just default. Uh, I call, and he has pocket eights, and I'm good. I double up very early in the tournament. God, that's I mean that's a tough spot right there. It really it really was because I mean you like I can't imagine you're anybody folding at that point, but you don't feel great about it because you're like, would he really play ace king this way? Oh, I mean. <laughs> He said no one would fold, but I mean, I was kind of thinking about it for a second. It's uh, I mean, I tell you what, I, I didn't feel great about it until he flipped over his hand. Uh, he called. I mean, he, he he was, but he was a really, you could tell, like a really like studied tournament player. I mean, he called out my hand before I even flipped it over. He said, "You got pocket jacks," and those players usually have a very aggressive. They're what way. Way more capable of being aggressive than the average player. It's uh, so end up uh, doubling up, and then I just tear it up at the beginning of this tournament. I'm just crushing hands. Uh, I'm think easily the chip leader at my table. I then get moved to another table, and get in the seat. And you ever have something that doesn't is very insignificant, but you just feel like. It's a tide turning. I, it's the big blind. I get up to put the rack on a on a table because I just wasn't sitting in there. I sit down like four seconds later, and they scoop my big blind, saying I wasn't in my seat. Wait, what? So I move. So they had me move tables. I had my all my chips in a rack. Yeah, I think I, I think I'm getting what you're saying, but. I sit my rack on the table. I, I, I sit it on the table, and I, the, the big blind is the big blind is on. It comes to me. I then like have the rack. There's no there's nowhere to put it in front of me, or like unless I'm just gonna sit it on the rail. So I walk over there to like where they have the racks, which is like I think four or five steps away. Come back. They scoop my big blind. Is he actually even on you yet, or did they just scoop it just because you were out of your chair? No, I think they scooped it just because I was out of my That's chair. That's what I'm saying, right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I kind of, I know that is technically a rule. I think when you're moving seats and you're just trying to get everything out of the way for the other players, especially the rack, and there's, I mean, if that's the rule, then they need someone behind you taking the rack. <sighs> I mean, that's super tough, man. I mean, it, big blinds at this point, you know, I was I was very well stacked, so it didn't hurt me, hurt me. But big, the big blind is actually 
pretty sizable at this point. This is now like middle of the turn, about middle of the tournament. So I was, and it's a big blind plus big blind Annie. So it's uh, I was very annoyed at this point. I mean, I'm sure the dealer. I mean, I guess that is technically the rule. The dealer has to do his job or whatever. But I was, I thought that was a little. I thought that a little could be given when you're when they're the ones who moved you. You brought the rack. You just. I mean, you're just putting it behind you. Oh, I mean, I'll tell you what. I mean, after hearing this story, every time I get that rack, you know where that rack is going? Right on the floor. I mean, oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, that's... <laughs> and I mean, and like I say, very few criticisms of Champion. I think they do the best job and have the best dealers in Houston. But I thought this was... I thought this was a little something where you could give a tiny bit, considering... Like I say, like I say, if that's gonna be that strict, then when they move somebody, someone needs to be be there just to get the rack right then and there. Because I mean, if that, I mean, I was doing it, you know, as a courtesy to the other players. I mean, to make room on the table, not just have a rack right in front of me. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's so tough, man. I, I mean, I don't even know. I mean, I might just frisbee it next time across the room. I don't know. Yeah, it was. Uh, I was pretty. So I was pretty annoyed at this point. I, I feel just, I mean, super reasonable to be annoyed. <laughs> I mean, what? <laughs> it's a... Uh, and it's like, it's a pretty big tournament, too. It's yeah. like a 300 some dollar tournament. Oh, yeah. 150000 guaranteed. First place was $30,000. Uh, so, but that in itself is no big deal. But that... You can feel the tide, and I mean, I'm not saying I'm superstitious or anything, but sometimes you just feel the tide turning. From there, I got po- from next in the next two hands, I got pocket tens to jacks, uh, and then I got coolered an- another time. I go from being the chip leader at my table, coming in very well stacked, to within 30 minutes having like 20 big blinds. That means. <laughs> This is a super sad story. Huh, okay. So, I just, I mean, getting cried. I mean, so I, at this point, I'm just all kinds of annoyed. I mean, I, can't, I, can't, I was killing it at my table, which people get moved. I understand. That's I, I'm never annoyed about that. But I come into this weird situation where they scoop my big blind. I then get cooler like three times in a row with where I really could do nothing about it. To where I'm now, like, where I'm thinking, I'm like, I might win this tournament. Now, I'm barely struggling. I'm going all in to stay alive. So, from there, I start three-bet shoving a lot. Uh, I was doing it with, like, ace-four off, uh, king-queen, just any, like, anything. Now, I was not doing it with people, when people were under the gun without real hands. But I mean, like when if they were in the hijack or cutoff and they raise, I was just, I was kind of having at it. Uh, and I tell you what, saved me from because I was pretty card dead the entire time. Like, well, once I get coolered, I was card dead for a long time. So these like probably five or six times I was able to three bet shove, kind of kept me in it because you got to think if you have fifteen big blinds, someone raises to three and you three bet shove. Well, you've almost increased your stack by thirty percent when they fold. Well, I was thinking what that uh, if you're a card for a long time, I mean, you're gonna have to win some <laughs> to not be out of the tournament. Yeah, so 
I I kind of just survive at this table until they break tables. And then the next one, I end up picking up some hands and then kind of stacking up quite a bit. We get down to the final two tables, and again, I just kind of I lose, I think, one, like one flip or whatever. And then uh, end up going to, let me see, I might have had like one real big hand that uh, I might be skipping over. I don't know, man. Taking notes on the tournaments are just so rough. It really, it really is. Because it's like a lot of it is just kind of, oh, I don't want to say plays itself out, but really knowing, you know, the kind of the, um, your shoving ranges and your opening ranges really does help. So kind of less playability post-flop, a lot more just strategy pre-flop, which makes it tough on the notes. Yeah. I get to the la- the the second table, and I'm starting to get short-stacked again. I mean, that's the nature of 15 big blinds. It gets short-stacked so fast. Yeah, it was... I had one where it was a very debatable fold. The under-the-gun jams has me covered, and it comes around to me, and I'm like in the small blind with pocket tens. Man, I'm so tempted, but... I end up making the fold. Yeah, I was about to say, I was like, I think it's you're probably right, but I'm tempted. I was super tempted. I mean, it took me forever. Like, I mean, this was one where I was like, well... But I'm like, well... If he has ace-king, ace-queen, ace-jack, and all those, he's 50-50... But is he ever uh, doing with Ace Nine? I don't think under the gun he would. Because no, he, like, he wasn't even that short stacked either. He no, had no, me no. covered like fifteen blinds. No, no. But what I'm saying is like, if oh. he, like if he's ever doing with Ace Nine, like you always say, best case scenario you're coin flipping. Worst case scenario you're almost drawing dead. Yeah, I mean he might do it with like sevens up. So I mean it was like sevens through nines. But I tell you what, not a huge range of hands that I'm hoping for. Mm-hmm. So I mean, and yeah, I'm a. I'm a favorite against two overs, but not by much. And I tell you what, if it's queens, I'm just killed. End up making that fold. It gets down to the stone cold bubble. We're going hand for hand. I'm the shortest stack on both tables. (laughs) Okay. I mean, I've been playing this tournament for hours. And I'm just like, so I'm like, I'm like, are you telling him ICM? God. Yeah, I'm like, chop! <laughs> the problem with being a day one event, you can't chop. The uh, So end up, uh, I, I'm like, well, this is just horrid or whatever. There's one other stack who's a little bit better, that, who's, who's uh, a little bit stronger than me. He raises the cutoff, and I'm in the big blind. I look down and see King Jack. And I'm the shortest stack, but I will say I still have like probably 10 big blinds, 11. I think about jamming, but I'm like, well, how much fold equity do I have against any decent hands? It's, uh, I mean, if I have 10, if I have 10 11, 12 big blinds and he's he's raised me three, <laughs> seems very tough to uh, hope. I hope for a better, hope for, you know, King Queen to fold. I'm like, well, this is... I don't really want to jam a whole stack in here. This is way too strong with just an f- open fold at this blind level. I just make a call. I don't know if it's a good call. That's what I did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Flop a king. He jams all in. I was like, let me hear the results. I'll let you know if it was a good fold or not. Or call. Yeah, I mean, once you know the results, you're great. It's a, uh, <laughs> I snap call. I'm like, I'm like, I don't love it. I'm like, he has king, queen. He has ace, king. He has a ton of things that beat me here, but I didn't get here with a king to fold. Uh, and he actually just, it was king, nine, six, and he has like a nine. So, end up doubling up. He has one chip left. So he ends up being the the bubble and ends up uh, busting out. He, he holds on for a little while. He actually, I think, quadrupled that one chip up. But yeah, it's a uh, that's one chip is pretty tough. So uh, you're telling me I had action on this tournament, huh? <laughs> you're telling me I had action on this tournament. You had action on this ter- tournament, and and you got paid. Did I? Okay. I mean, again, I, 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 I know your entire world is all about trolling me every single day, but uh, the uh, so I come back and um, the one great thing I'm finding about these multi-flight tournaments is so on day two, you come back whenever it was the shortest day of day one, huh? So. Okay, so let's say you come back when you come back on day two, like where the blind levels are. Let's say you, when the blind levels you leave off are five ten. The another level, like because they end at different times. One is at four eight. Well, one's at twenty five five. You come back at twenty five five. Ooh, everyone does. Yes, yes. All of day two started at the same blind level. <laughs> believe it or not, uh, I know it's hard to believe that we don't have different blind levels for every every table. Say so this two a.m. podcast getting tough. <laughs> so I'm so worried about this payout that I supposedly received. So, <laughs> so, uh, so I come back even with like I just doubled up and end up coming back with like thirty five, forty big blinds. I mean, nothing crazy, but nothing horrible either. On the first hand I'm dealt, I flop. I have queens, and I three bet. Get called. Uh, very good tournament pay, uh, player, Peter, the guy who is well known around here. Okay. Uh, ends up uh, so it's a king high flop. I have pocket queens. I lead out for like a third, like half pot. He jams. He jams all in. This is tough. This is tough. It seems to be in a lot of tough spots. Yeah, it definitely was. My reasoning here is he never has ace king here. Uh, because I mean he's definitely four betting. He probably doesn't have king queen because I'm double blocking king queen. And there's a lot of other kings. I think he folds to a three bet. Yeah, I'm agreeing with everything you're saying here. Uh, and he's also good enough to have a, some bluffs here. Uh, I end up making the call. I mean, he jams for about, well, he jam, he he bet enough that it was like my jam, like it was basically my jam. Yeah. So I I jam. It's like a, t- a couple more dollars to him. I think he had a ace. Uh, he did have a live ace, but end up uh, doubling up on the first hand of the day. I mean, that's so nice, huh? Yeah, so goes through. I never, I, I don't know, in these tournaments, I seem to do this a lot, where I stay between 30, 40 big blinds the entire time, and I never get, like, a huge tag, but never get dwindled down too much until, like, the last two tables. 
and I get hit by a gigantic hand, and I'm left with three big blinds. That's sad. That was rough. I jam it and win, I think, a three- or four-way pot. I end up jamming it again, and I double up. I jam it again and double up again. I go from three big blinds to coming in at the final table as second chip lead in about 25 minutes. It was one of the crazier things that's ever that's, that I've ever done in one of these tournaments. Uh, just one of those that I was getting good hands. I finally got some good hands. They all held. I uh, was a dog one time, but ended up winning that hand and get to the final table, and which it's live-streamed, and and we're really playing for some decent money at this point. It's the first place is $30,000. Uh, so it's been, uh, end up going car dead as hell on this on this final table it was pretty rough i the first three hands were at the kind of at the bottom of my range i get three bet and have to fold uh looking back they were all correct folds but at that point it kind of felt like you were getting bullied because you don't know in the moment uh get pocket jacks i three bet jam against ace king and ace king Hold an ace king, uh, spikes an ace on the flop and holds. And then later, the same player ends up getting, ends up min raising. And I do call, make a, maybe not the best call with 9 7 off, but it's a min raise in my big blind. And I'm like, well, this is a hand that, like, I don't know, I could be ahead of certain things if I flop these. I mean, yeah, it's always so tough, man. Like, we'll talk about something that I need to, well, I don't know if I need to study it per se, but I find it least interesting, is big blind defending range when you're short stacked in these tournaments. That is probably something I need to look at because I'm kind of, I'm in that same boat. I mean, I'd have no idea if 9-7 is a good call or not. I mean, because it seems like, it seems like you should be able to call so wide whenever you're already in for one blind and they make it two. But it's still a huge portion of your stack whenever you only have 10 big blinds or whatever, or 8. Yeah, I think at this point I had like 15 maybe. So I'm just I mean, saying like when yeah, they were really... Was... But yeah, you're right. Like, I don't know. I have a hard time giving this up a lot when it's... If they make it 4 and it's two, and I have 2,000 in there, well, you once you call the 2, I mean, you're calling 2 to win your 2, therefore 6... Your big blind, Annie, eight, the small blind. So 2,000 to win 9,000 seems like I have equity of some sort, I mean, to call, but I end up flop open-ended. Uh, I jam, and he tank calls. On my jam, I was like, well, if I check and he bets and I jam, uh, I think he just might be pot stuck and actually be calling with two overs. When I open jammed, I'm like, well... I feel like I can get a lot of ace hot, like a lot of missed broadways to fold. And uh, you know, I'm like, well, if they have, if he has queens or jacks or something like that, then I mean, then shit, I'm open-ended. It's not the worst outcome. I mean, I love the, I love the thought process on this at least. I mean, 
despite whatever the outcome may be, because I don't even know what happened. But um, like he calls I lays. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, but I'm saying I like the thought of open jamming there to get fold equity. Hopefully, yeah, that was my thought. I was like, well, like I'm. Now I can get a king queen is still beating me, but has to fold. Oh yeah, no, Ace, Jack. Yeah, I was that was kind of my thought at the moment. Yeah, I'm all. I mean, once you broke it down, I you know think it's great. I just think it's really easy just to check and flow there and let him bet then jam, and just completely blunder that situation. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, might have had enough blinds to do that, but I don't know. I was scared that like once he bet, he would just be. Oh. Kind of pot stuck at that point and just be like, but in these tournament hands, people are betting a lot smaller on average than cash game hands. That might have been the right move, but that was my thought in, in the moment was to do that. And with the flop, it, it all came the same. He had pocket seven, so he is definitely betting. I am j- a three bet jamming, and I think he still makes the call. So I think it ceases to matter. But it was my thought in the moment was I, I hate to give Ace King him bet I jam and he'd be like well now I have two overs and you know twenty five percent so yeah I mean uh, like I said I mean love love the the thought process behind it and all that so I end up coming in seventh for thirty seven hundred for for forty seven hundred was it. I don't remember how it was. It was four thousand something. I know. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Uh. So that was a uh, pretty awesome score. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty kind of cr- crazy to run back to back final tables in these gigantic tournaments. I mean, you're like really knocking on the door of a first or second place finish in a big one, huh? Like you're coming real like to that crazy money. Yeah, because both are pretty. I mean, it's so nice to make a huge run in these tournaments, but it's also so painful because the 15000 I got from the Texas Card House was great. I mean, definitely never turning it down, but you're seven places away from 100000 The uh, This one was great. I love the forty. I mean, I'm not definitely not sad to get 4500 but I'm seven places away from 30000 yeah, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but man, we always talk about how it's like those tournaments, like even with a great result, like you just said, it's always still just a little disappointing. Oh, unless you get like first or second. Yeah, even second would be somewhat I'm disappointing. I was about to say, even second's disappointing. Yeah. No trophy. Yeah, no shit, no trophy. So glad to have another good tournament run. Uh, I'm probably going to. I've been a cash guy forever and a day. I think I'll still always be like an 80% cash guy, but I am going to do like some more tournaments coming up. I think I might be doing the some of the WSOP in Oklahoma. I was looking at it. Even with me working that Thursday, I'm gonna, I think I can still squeeze in a couple of those. And I always wanted to win a ring. Maybe, I could, maybe, uh, maybe the one time I come through will be in the WSOP and a uh, circuit event. Yeah, I say call in to work on Thursday. Make the trip out a little bit earlier. Uh, you know what? There's one event that's a uh, Wednesday. It's a uh, with the one. It's a one thousand the one thousand dollar event. And if I make day two, then I I think I do call in Thursday. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's a thousand dollar event. Definitely call in. Yeah. So we'll see. It's a 
but that's my plan. I, w- I was going to do it, then realized I kind of had already scheduled myself for some stuff that was going to make it tough, but I think I'm going to try to make it in for some, because I haven't done a WSOP event. I, should, I didn't even do it in Las Vegas during WSOP, <laughs> so I don't even know the last time. A circuit event was New Orleans, which would have been like, Shit, like eight years, nine years ago. <laughs> I, was about to say, I, think, I mean, I think you're gonna tell me you've never even done one before. I, it was before I knew you. <laughs> That's crazy to think about. Yeah. So. Wow. <laughs> Guess on that note, this concludes Textbook Podcast. Talk to you next week. <laughs> That was the Texas Poker Podcast. Go ahead and rack up, add time, and we'll see you next week.